This is Andy Paul from Boxing Social Association with Betfred. We're out here in sunny Los Angeles. I'm driving John by promoter Eddie Hearn. Eddie, how are you doing? Good. What a place. What a place. Um, excited. Open workouts starting about 45 minutes. We're all set here. And uh, I'm not sure what we're going to get out of KSI and Logan Paul's public workouts, especially coming after Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney. So, started fight week off last night and now we're uh, in the flow. Who are you most excited to see on Saturday night? Obviously you got the KSI Logan Paul fight, which has caused mixed reactions since the fight was announced. Billy Joe Saunders' first fight under your banner and Devin Haney's first world title defence. Who are you most excited to see? Well, it's a, it's a toss-up between those two, I mean, outside of the main event, because I've never watched Billy Joe Saunders box live. So I'm looking forward to seeing Bill box live. I'm looking forward to see Devin Haney in what will be a tough fight against a very good young fighter in Santiago. But I have to be honest, like, I am genuinely excited to watch KSI Logan Paul. You're not going to get Marvin Hagler against Sugar Ray Leonard, but you're going to get two guys, two massive stars, completely out of their comfort zone. And when shit goes down and it starts hitting the fan, I don't know what those two are going to do other than swing away and someone's going to get knocked out. So I'm excited for it all, you know, and also our kids that are on the card as well. Uh, you know, the, the youngsters, Nikita Ababi, Reshat Mati, Alexis Espino, Diego Pacheco, massive opportunity for them as well. So really looking forward to Saturday. Now yesterday at the 40 day screening, KSI said he's going to produce one of the best knockouts in boxing history. <laughs> Your thoughts, Eddie? I love it. I've been listening to both of them. I'm thinking, well, you guys, you either, there's something we don't know or you're just taking the hype to the max. Logan was saying that he's going to uh, possibly become a future world champion as well. The one thing I'll say about them is they've genuinely lived a life. Do you know what I mean? They've put everything into this. Oh, they haven't fucked around, they haven't missed training sessions. They've nutrition, strength and conditioning, boxing training. They've really lived a life. So they, they need to win, like for their careers. Forget the boxing careers, they need to win for their own careers. Because the loser of this fight is going to get so much stick online that it's going to really affect their profile and, and credibility. So, and their competitors. You know, they like to win at everything. So there's a lot on the line for those guys. There isn't world titles, there isn't championship legacy, but there's a lot of pride. I mean, on the fight itself, is it just going to be a matter of the two guys just going to go into the centre ring and just try and swing at each other? Yeah, because I think, I think they'll both have plans. You know, KSI with Jeff Mayweather, Shannon Briggs with uh, Logan Paul to box and move and you see them all like trying to learn slipping shots and stuff like that. The reality is when it goes down you get hit on the chin with a 10 ounce club. They're going to go into panic mode and they're going to start swinging and they're going to trade up and, and, and I really believe someone will get knocked out in this fight because they're not going to be experienced enough to deal with what it feels like to get hit with 10 ounce gloves on with no head guard. And when, when someone gets hurt, it'll all unfold very quickly. Just talk to me about that. When you initially said to them, 10 ounce gloves, no head guards, what was their initial reaction and how easy was it to agree? Their reaction, because they probably didn't know enough about it, was, yeah, no problem. The manager's reaction of both guys was like, no, 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 no. They've got to have head guards. And I said, look, I'm going to get enough stick about this, so I want to make it at least credible. If you're going to do it, do it like, do it for real. And after a while, they sort of embraced that. The 10 ounce gloves thing, I don't really think they knew about the difference as much until I saw a clip of Logan Paul put a 10 ounce glove on and go, is this the actual one we're using? I was like, yeah. And he knows that it's a different game now. So, you know, 
I think I think they're both going to be really nervous. I would be. Fuck. Like, it's not what they do. No, boxers, the most comfortable place for a fighter to be is in the ring. These guys aren't fighters. Do you know what I mean? So this ain't going to be comfortable for them, especially when they're getting hit. They're not used to getting hit. They're used to downloading content and doing 20 million views. That's what they do. And I respect them for doing this, you know. Of course they're getting paid well, but they're competing and they're giving everything and, and it's raw. They're gonna go in there in front of like, a packed staple centre and just like have a fight for their fans' entertainment and the pay-per-view buys are massive already. It's huge huge event. Who do you think has a better team behind them, KSI or Logan Paul? I mean I think Logan Paul's team is probably what they call over here might have a few more hype men in it and I think KSI KSI's got a very close relationship with uh, the trainer um, what's his trainer's name uh, Vidal Riley right so that's important and I think Vidal's not going to bullshit KSI like he's not going to come out of a sparring session and say yeah that was, that was amazing if it wasn't so and I know through knowing his team that from a nutrition point of view from like a camp perspective they've put everything into this Logan's built a ring in his garden he's been training very hard you know his brother's been training with him as well so I don't know Jeff Mayweather's a great trainer probably probably from a team perspective and no disrespect to Shannon and Cannon just in case he chins me I think JJ uh, KSI's got the better team solid team of people you talked to me as well the decision behind Los Angeles obviously we're out here now beautiful city as we've seen but why Los Angeles why not London why not Vegas or else in the UK and LA is like celeb capital do you know what I mean so this fight is much much bigger in London than it is like you see with the public events like we had the we had when we did the press conference here we had six, seven hundred people turn up when we did it in London we had three thousand no we've still sold only 11,000 tickets going into the weekend and we'll probably will do 14, 15 so we, we may not set out completely at the O2 this goes in one day like not even it's not even close but we needed to bring it out here mainly, mainly as well for DAZN you know DAZN wanted to stage this fight it's been done in the UK they had an agreement the two of them that they'd do one in the UK one in America and uh, that's why we got it done I've seen a lot of people over social media suggesting that it may all lead to a third Bout. Can you actually see it leading to a third bout between the pair? I think the winner is going to fight again in boxing or in MMA because the numbers are too big. Like there's too many broadcasters. We're seeing it from the tracking numbers on Sky, from the Zone, on Bright TV. It's huge. Like it's bigger than any pay-per-view we've done this year. What are the initial numbers saying? What would you compare it to? Uh, I mean they're tracking. You know, it's, it's on a similar level, probably more so than Joshua Reed at this at this moment in time, and it's the same time zone. It's cheaper. It's 9.99. So, but you know, in terms of numbers, like it's the biggest pay-per-view of the year we've done, and that's madness when we've done Joshua Reed, uh, Lomachenko, Campbell, White Rivas, Taylor Progress. You know, but that's the reality of the world we're living in. That's why I'm doing it. I believe this will be the the biggest subscription driver for the zone since their launch. Now that includes Canelo Kovalev and Canelo Jacobs and Joshua Reed. It's, it's, it's amazing, but like, it's it's the reality, and that's why I'm doing it. I won't be doing it if, if it weren't driving numbers, let's be honest. You just mentioned numbers, obviously boxing is a numbers game. Have you felt any added pressure up until this bout? Everybody knew that it would deliver numbers because of their YouTube profiles, etc. Have you felt any pressure from the zone to deliver certain numbers or have you not maybe lived up to anything as of yet? We make, we make that decision collectively that this is an event that will drive numbers. 
it's solid enough. Like the first one did 350,000 buys in the US, and that was at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, that was on a platform, YouTube, where a lot of those fans digest content every day through that medium. So, DAZN is a new platform that they have to learn about, but. It's, you know, for us, it's a case of is it, I don't know, is it 250, is it 800? Who knows? You know, we, we just don't know. But what we're seeing in other territories, particularly, and the early sign ups on the zone, is it is huge, huge. And it's, it's remarkable, especially with Fight TV, to analyse the different countries that are producing the buyers Australia, India, Saudi Arabia, Scandinavia, and watching them coming in every day. It's amazing. These guys are so well known in so many different territories, and uh, they're very clever people. When you've spoken to the pair individually, what's been the most surprising thing that you've learned about them? How much they want to win, like, and how how seriously they're taking it. You know, it's never been, uh, oh yeah, like, how many buys do you think it'll do, or, you know, it's just been like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to knock him out, and I'm doing this, I'm fucking, like, the rivalry. Do they hate each other as much as they make out? I think they respect each other, especially as they shared a ring before, but... They both really, really want to win. And like I said, the, the most telling line I've seen in the build-up is when um, uh, Logan Paul said to KSI, I'm going to turn you into a meme. And I thought, I laughed, and I thought, fuck, no, you really, like, if someone gets knocked out in this fight, can you imagine how often that's going to get played back every time they tweet? Every time they tweet. And you know, can take turn just with one of those guys. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is. And that's the same with me, because every time I tweet, someone says, oh, go on then. <laughs> Moving away from the headline fight, obviously we touched on briefly, Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney. Just starting on Billy Joe Saunders, talk to you about Marcello Caceres. Why did you decide to allow him to face Billy Joe in Billy Joe's first fight with yourself and Dazone? Because we had to find someone who was in the rankings and it was very difficult. We, are, we asked them, I wanted an American. We looked at Rosado, WBO wouldn't rank him. We looked at um, Dennis Duglin, WBO wouldn't rank him. Um, Caceres was uh, undefeated in I think 29 fights, um, he was up for it, I thought it was a good fight, good fight style wise, chose him, and the pressure's on Billy, not just to win, because I think everyone's expecting him to win, but to look good, and I think when people are talking about the Canelo fight, you know, all these fights that are real possibilities, if he doesn't look good, then that will really affect his chances of, of getting fights like that. So the pressure on Billy is to go and try and, what he said, to try and steal the show. Are you not feeling the pressure yourself to deliver for Billy? Let's say if he comes through unscathed on Saturday night, he's going to expect a big fight next. Are you going to feel that pressure to deliver him that big fight because he came under the expectation it would be the case? He's also got a great contract to keep him active and to box as frequently as he likes. He wants the big fights. You know, you've got those guys, those three guys now that are in the position, actually four in Bivol now, who they could box as many times as they want. They could make that money for standard defences. They don't want that now because they know they're in their primes. So they actually want, you know, Billy, Demetrius Andrade, Callum Smith, uh, Bivol. You know, after they get their defences out of the way and, and Callum's got a tough one against John Ryder, after that, they want they want to be thrown in, and you know the the beauty of having Callum and Billy Joe Saunders is I would like Callum to fight Canelo or Golovkin and Billy the same, and then fight each other. But if that's not the case, they're going to fight each other. And it's going to be a really big domestic fight, unification fight. So um, yeah, I, I feel I feel the pressure, but I know, I know I've got a job to do, so that's what I'm going to try and do. 
Devin Haney, his first world title defence again. A lot of confusion over franchise champion status and whether or not he deserved to be elevated to world champion, but he is now world champion. Why Alfredo Santiago? Again, uh, we, we had Petr Petrov, the WBC, when they elevated uh, Devin, they wouldn't approve Petr Petrov because he wasn't in the ranking system. Santiago is, and it's a good fight. You know, Santiago's got some decent wins, he's game, he can punch, and I think he's a real live opponent. I think Devin Haney's going to look spectacular, but I think it's a live fight for him. You know, with regards to the WBC, etc., it's not Devin Haney's fault. He was made WBC world champion, and he's going to have the fights now. He's got the mandatory after this against Javier Fortuna, who just won a final eliminator. That's going to come early next year. But again, he's got to look good on Saturday. All the eyes of the world are watching this fight, and especially these new fans. So if you can go out and look great, trust me when I say these new fans that are watching on Saturday are going to look at Devin Haney and go, I like this kid, I'm going to follow him. So, you know, the pressure's on to look good. What are your thoughts on the franchise champion status and everything that happened, especially with Devin? I don't like it. You know, I think the WBC do some great stuff. For me, you know, what's the point in chasing mandatory fighters or trying to chase greatness and work your way up the rankings if when you get there, you can't, he's taken away from you. So like, you know, I was asked by Devin Haney to try and deliver him the Lomachenko fight. So we chased it, he won a final eliminator, we got that mandatory position, and then it was taken away from him. So, and now, Lomachenko cannot be the undisputed world champion unless he fights Devin Haney. And I don't care what anyone says, he can't. He's not WBC world champion. And I saw Rob's interview with uh, Maurizio. He's not, you know, he's a franchise champion. You can't unify in that position with the governing bodies. You can only unify as WBC world champion. It's not regular and super. It's something completely different. So Lomachenko's dream is to be an undisputed world champion. He won't be until he fights Devin Haney. And I really hope that fight happens. Moving away from this card, Nonito Donier and Noin Ue at World Boxing Super Series final. You guys picked it off. Yeah. How easy was that to once again work with the Sutherlands and World Boxing Super Series? We did loads of work with Keller and the World Boxing Super Series. And, uh, you know, it was a fight that... It's, it's not an easy time because it's, what, midday? But it's a fight that is a very good fight. And it's also one of the top pound-for-pound -pound fighters. And, uh, yeah, I was keen to try and make it happen for Sky. I spoke to Keller, I spoke to Adam. And again, you know, it's another situation where Sky's schedule and the zone schedule, because virtually they match each other line for line, it's just exceptional, exceptional. It's non-stop action, all the big fights, and uh, this is another example of that. I mean, there have been some criticism thrown towards Sky, but then when you consider this past, these past few weeks, the fights have been picked up, Canelo on the weekend, the new Donier fight, Waldo Ortiz has been picked up amongst the UK fights as well. The UK fights, you know, you look at um, the uh, Lewis Ritson, uh, Robbie Davis Jr. fight, the Progress Taylor fight, another fight of the year. Manchester was a great card on Saturday. It's, you know, you can't help, like even the haters have got to turn around and say, fuck me, this is an unbelievable schedule on Sky. And it really is. And we did dip a little bit because the game changed a little bit and it took us a little time to balance. We've got Callum Smith fighting John Ryder, big domestic world title fight November 23rd. And we've got the international stuff as well. It's a brilliant, brilliant schedule. And, and it's just the beginning. We've got big plans as well for, uh, you know, for early next year. I just want to get your thoughts as well on the new Daniel. How do you actually see the fight playing out? I believe Daniel will win by, uh, sorry, uh, 
Um, Inoue will win by knockout, so I just got off a plane. Uh, Inoue will win by knockout. But, you know, Dene's a good fighter, I respect him a lot, but I just think at this stage you've got to really fancy Inoue in that fight. And as well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on your moving to Spain. We saw t uh, today or yesterday, got different times, yeah. Um, you announced the show out in Spain, just talk to me about that. Yeah, it's been a while coming. I, I did expect it to come a few months earlier, but December 12th in Barcelona. Uh, Sandor Martin against Joe Hughes for the European Light Welterweight Championship, Avanesian against Del Rio for the European Welterweight Championship and other great fights on the card as well. So we're going to be looking to stage six events in Spain next year. This is the first one. Um, close it out in 2019. Great market, really emerging market. I mean, you look at um, Laranja's fights down in Bilbao doing seven or eight thousand. Know, we expect a good card in uh, Barcelona and another market for us, you know, and now from here, obviously, you know, we've got uh, Italy's now launched and running, going really well. Spain now in operation. And now we look into Brazil as well. We look into Southeast Asia. We look into Canada as well. And they're all markets that will open up in 2020. I know myself and Rob have both spoken to about spreading yourself too thin and then the effects it may have on your shows across the world. Is that not something that is kind of playing on your mind? You're mentioning all these different countries. And you know, if you've got a chance to explode your, ex explode your business and expand it globally, you can't go, well, I'll spread myself too thin, I won't do it. You know, that's how you challenge yourself. But you challenge yourself like that by building a team of people in those territories that can do the job. The, the hardest thing for me is that I can't be at all the shows. You know, I've got the zone Italy saying, Oh, are you doing a press conference? You know, I'm saying I can't because I've got Manchester press conference. Or, you know, and now I'm going to get the zone in Spain saying, oh, you coming to Barcelona for the press conference? And I might be, you know, I've got an event in Phoenix or something like that. So that's the hardest thing is there's only one of me. But we've got an amazing team of people that can handle these events. But, you know, the, 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 the tougher thing will be on me to spread myself. I can't be everything. But they want me at everything. So... You know, we'll have to clone me. I think it hasn't gone down well with the family. No, not really. Was, she was over the moon when I said we've just launched in Spain as well. So, yeah. But it is what it is. We're smashing it and we've got to take advantage of it. Again, just quickly get your thoughts on this past weekend. Canelo stopping Kovalev in the 10th round. Your thoughts on that one, Eddie? I haven't seen the whole fight yet because obviously we had the Manchester show and then I crashed out. But um, you have to really, I mean, it's a great finish. But you have to really respect Canelo, you know four-weight world champion and he's a middleweight really he's moved up he's beaten a very good light heavyweight a lot of people felt he was behind in the fight apart from the scorecards and it was a devastating finish you know to to force another major win and I keep sort of saying who's pound for pound number one you know you've got Usyk you've got Lomachenko you've got uh, Canelo but for me after that win I think you have to say that Canelo is pound for pound number one and we've got all the opponents for him Gennady Golovkin, Callum Smith, if he wants to unify at 175 against Bivol, that's there as well. Billy Joe Saunders, so hopefully we get another crack. Obviously there's been those, the, I'm trying to think of the right words, but there's stuff over social media released about Canelo and Oscar De La Hoya's relationship and certain words being said about Oscar De La Hoya's previous commitments to managers, trainers, etc. With what Canelo said, if he was to leave Oscar De La Hoya, you're going to throw your hat in the ring and try and convince him to sign with yourself and Matru? No, look, he's, you know, he's under contract with uh, Golden Boy and I'll let them sort out that stuff. It's never good you know, when that sort of stuff gets aired publicly and, and not a good look for Golden Boy, but you know, it's their business and um, we work with them you know, on the, on the design platform, so not looking to interfere or say anything bad, just uh, hope, hope they can work it out somewhere. Well, Eddie, and as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for speaking to myself, Boxer Social. I'll catch you later in a week. Right, thank you.